Okay, everyone, welcome to another exhilarating episode of Not So Common Sense. So, if you guys been hearing about the new, supposedly new app that's going to rival Twitter, that's talking about, uh, if I correct his threads from Mark Zuckerberg's Instagram. So, yes. By the way, I do have a Threads account. By the way, Trey underscore Fields 2. So you guys can go on there and chat with me. I'll talk about things there. I'll post also my podcast on there as well. So just like it'll be on the Facebook page for it. It'll be on the Threads as well. My Threads is particularly itself so I'll be posting that as well just getting that out there to the general public for people who want to hear about it and whatnot and I will share it with people but anyway not really going to be talking about that it's the fact that I did hear about it and I did join quick fast and hurry you know you're telling me that there's going to be a Twitter-like platform where people are actually held accountable for using the N-word infinite amount of times? And you're going to tell me that someone talked about we should eliminate and kill and start shooting trans people to actually be held accountable? And that the owner of the platform will not be platforming and supporting and, you know, trending actual white supremacist, neo-Nazi white supremacist ideology? Wow! You don't say. Let me be the first to jump towards that. Of course. Why wouldn't I? Right? I mean, those are what I was saying. But anyway. Anyway, let's just turn our attention from that to affirmative action. If you haven't been, you know, sleeping beneath a rock or something, affirmative action is now gone. The racist-ass Supreme Court that is owned by Donald Trump and the conservatives got rid of it. I've been trying to tell you guys they're going to try to get rid of every single solitary milestone that we had in the past 100 to 200, 300 years. They wanted us to go back to where black people were enslaved. And they had Jim Crow. They're going to get rid of the Jim You know, they're going to bring back Jim Crow, by the way. I'm just going to let you know that. So don't be surprised when Jim Crow gets bought back. You might be saying, Trey, how the hell would they bring it back when you had a Supreme Court member that's literally Clarence Thomas? Because Clarence Thomas does not make the decisions. It's Harlan fucking Crow. Oh, my God. Why don't you obviously see that shit? Right? Oh, my God. We don't need to know what the fuck Clarence Thomas is going to say. He's not important. He's just a vessel for Harlan Crow. Since there's no way to stop rich-ass billionaires from controlling the Supreme Court. And Joe Biden and the corporate Democrats are dumb as shit. Keep trying to play patty cake with conservatives. Yeah. Anyway. Don't worry about it, guys. I'll keep telling you this. You gotta endure this bullshit. Until millennials and Gen Z become the, the predominant voting age individuals is happening regardless. That's why they're doing things 
right now, like getting rid of all the milestones that we had so they can try to push back against it when it comes back. Like, because we're going to have something to take place for things like, you know, abortion and whatnot. It's going to come back. It's going to be legal, right? So that's why they try to do things to make sure that young people and people of color and pretty much minorities and anybody that's not a, a white racist conservative person can't vote, right? Try to make sure they can't vote and only allow for white racist conservative people to vote. Yeah. Those people, they want them to vote and no one else. So they try to make sure that they can vote and they can still try to hold on to powers for their life. Right? But yeah. Eventually it's going to die out. Just going to tell you guys that we are on the precipice of that happening. We do have a possibility of that happening. That's why we had to be vigilant and go out there. We got a vote in 2024. You know, things like that. Yes, we got to vote for Joe Biden because it's going to be Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. And my God, we got to make sure this person that Donald Trump does not get a chance to get back in office. The Republicans are going to vote for him because they literally see him as the Messiah. So they don't care. That's why we can't care and vote for Joe Biden. Sorry to say it. We can't care that it's Joe. No one else is coming up because the Democrats are not going to support anybody else. So we got to vote for Joe Biden for right now. And then in the next election, once he's finally out because that's his second term, then we can probably, you know, throw someone out there that can actually attain the young vote. But by that point, it'd be the actual voting age individuals. You know, the 30 and 40-year-olds who are millennials. The 40 and 50-year-olds, 60-year-old millennials. Right? <laughs> and those young Gen Z individuals. Because by that time, the Democrats will realize that trying to hold on to the, you know, 99, 200-year-old individuals who are going to die before they even cast their vote... It's not going to be able to work. You don't have to actually turn and pivot and say, yay, we do care about the environment. Oh, yeah, we always cared about the environment. Oh, 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 yeah. Gun control? Yes, we were always trying to pass gun control. Oh, oh, student loan debt? <laughs> Y'all guys just said fucking not paying it? So now we actually got to do something to get rid of the debt? By the way, that's the answer, if you guys won't understand. Don't pay the fucking debt. I'm not paying mine. Like, literally not paying it. What the fuck are they going to do? What the fuck are they going to do? Throw in the collections and what? Sue me? Unless you're going to put me in jail, all they're going to do is increase the amount of debt, and I'm still not going to pay that. Right? Go right here. I'm not even going to show up to the court. Go ahead. Throw it on there. I'm not paying the amount. <coughs> wow. Because what you going to do? Nothing. It's going to be in collections forever. Leaning on my credit. Like, I use credit anyway. If I can't pay for it with paper or actual money, why would I care? Right? (laughs) They're going to wind up realizing that, that you can do that. Yeah, you actually can just say, I'm not paying that damn student loan debt anyway. Fuck it, let it increase. 
it's not as if they can come back and snatch your degree from you. Right? <laughs> they can't. And it's not like they're going to, what, hold your transcripts? Who actually going to give a fuck about your transcripts once you're 45 years old? Nobody. It starts becoming irrelevant by that time period. But anyway, back on the subject. We're talking about education. So we're going to talk about affirmative action being gone. Uh, now we're going to talk about the next thing that needs to be taken care of, and that's, of course, legacy emissions. Now, I was at work, you know, and they had to have a TV screen on. It was a Saturday, and I was watching, you know, CNN because there was really nothing on ESPN, so my boss turned to CNN, and it was on. And my carnage popped up, and my God, you know, we shouldn't get rid of, you know, Legacy admission is is the way that a lot of people get into into school and and, and graduate and and, and become better individuals and yada, 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 because, you know, he benefited from legacy uh, admissions because he's rich, by the way. His family is rich. He's rich. So, I have a video here dealing with TYT. Excuse me. Um, got a video here dealing with TYT, and they're going to talk about it. Attica Experience is going to hit on and, and talk about it. Yes, I do know about the supposed blow-up of TYT by, you know, not referring to transgender people as, I think, birther people or whatever the fuck. I don't really give a fuck about it, dude. I mean, do they support trans people and having rights. Yes. Do they support trans people having children? Yes. Do they support damn near every damn thing else about trans people? Yes. Then shut the fuck up. That's the only thing I have to say about it. Shut the fuck up. I don't care what they call you. As long as they call you trans person, which you are, they call you that. I don't care they call you birther, you're not a birther, I don't care. Dude, we don't have to go to the old, old Obama thing. That shit doesn't matter. You're not the same as individuals who are born that gender. That's why I had to put the word trans on there, that prefix. Right? I know you want to make yourself believe it, but you're not. You should have the same type of rights, a lot of rights that they have, like be able to use the bathroom, be able to compete in their same sport, yada, 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 yada. But you have to understand that there's a difference. not that big of a difference that should affect a lot of things but yeah but anyway back on to this whole thing with legacy emissions let's go ahead and take a listen to what's going on at legacy admissions what's also been dubbed affirmative action for the rich 
Now, three minority advocacy groups are accusing the school of discrimination by giving preferential treatment to the children of wealthy donors and alumni who of course are overwhelmingly rich and also overwhelmingly white. And they're citing the recent US Supreme Court ruling against affirmative action to bolster their lawsuit. The lawsuit filed by the lawyers for civil rights group on behalf of the Chica Project, the African Community Economic Development of New England, and the Greater Boston Latino Network alleges the students who receive that preferential treatment are overwhelmingly white and make up as much as 15% of admitted students. Now, lawyers for civil rights said in a news release that this preferential treatment has nothing to do with an applicant's merit. Instead, it is an unfair and unearned benefit that is conferred solely based on the family that the applicant is born into. This custom, pattern, and practice is exclusatory and discriminatory. It severely disadvantages and harms applicants of color. Now, of course, the lawsuit comes right after the Supreme Court handed down a decision deeming affirmative action unconstitutional in college admissions, ruling that schools can no longer take race into consideration as a specific basis for accepting a candidate. The lawsuit cited that ruling and quoted the Supreme Court's majority, which said, College admissions are zero sum and a benefit provided to some applicants, but not to others necessarily advantages the former at the expense of the latter. Now the plaintiffs allege that a portion of the white students admitted to the school because of donor and legacy preferences would not be admitted otherwise, which would increase admissions opportunities for applicants of color. The numbers suggest that they're right. So let's get into those numbers. The records revealed that 70%, 70% of Harvard's donor-related and legacy applicants are white. You hear that? 70% of Harvard's donor-related legacy applicants are white. Oh my God, you don't say. Affirmative action actually helps to make sure that those people, those 70% of, those 70% of donor-related legacy applicants who are white may not get in over some credible merit-based black person? Hmm, you don't say. And you might wonder why I'm acting like this, by the way. Because, again, a lot of rich white People don't need education. A lot of these kids want to have an education from these Ivy League schools to make themselves seem like something, right? Your Elon Musk, for instance, and your Donald Trumps, right? If you pay attention, oh, he goes to one of the, he graduated from one of these Ivy League schools. Of course, he had to be somebody smart. And Donald Trump is dumb as a fucking bag of fucking rocks. He literally just blew through all his dad's money. If it's not for his connections to rich people, this man will be outside on the fucking ground poor. He doesn't pay any of his fucking bills. He don't pay people. Rudy Giuliani went out there and been this man's literal attorney and racked up fees and got nothing. 
just say that this person was black and wasn't rich. A lot of the conservatives be talking about it. And that goes without saying. But let's let the video continue. And it's blatantly obvious from admissions data that the children of alumni and donors are way more likely to be accepted. They found that for the class of 2026, just under 2,000 applicants uh, gained admission out of the applicant pool of more than 61,000. But look at that admission rate. 3.24% is minuscule. But it's very, very different if you are related to someone who has donated to Harvard or if you have a parent or relative who went. For donors, those applicants were seven times more likely to be admitted with an admissions rate of 42%. If you have a parent or relative who went to Harvard, you were six times more likely than an ordinary student to be admitted for an acceptance rate of 33%. So, understand what's going on here. So, Harvard only, like, allows for 2,000 applicants, right? With an acceptance rate of 3%. But... When you start to become donors or someone who graduated or a child of someone who graduated from that school, it blows up to about like 33 and like 60% or something dumb like that, right? It blows up astronomically. You have seven times the acceptance rate. So let's say I'm a one of the best High school is out there, period, bar none, right? From like elementary, from fucking kindergarten, pre-K on up to, you know, high school. I've been the smartest individual out there. You know, I graduated at the age of 10, right? (laughs) You want to go to Harvard? That person should be goddamn uh, in, right? Nope. If you're black and don't have anybody connected, you're not. Because guess what? Some rich white guy who wants to sniff up some ass of some high school girls who's just coming from out of high school and getting into college, you know, want to sniff up the ass of these girls and just want to party, fornicate, and drink and all that shit and waste his whole life because he actually has no reason to get a a damn degree whatsoever. He's just going to be part of his dad's uh, business anyway. He's filthy rich. He has no reason to be there. Just fuck for the fact that you want to fuck high school girls coming in from coming in from uh, high school, right? And I still say that because they're like 18 at the time, literally coming in. So that's what I mean. Like, they're not really college-age people, you know. Because <laughs> they really experience college. So you want to go at those type of girls and just spend time doing that. You know, your Andrew Tate's. Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and get admitted. Oh, yeah, Dad, you went? Yeah. And Granddad went. Mom went. All right, let me go and apply. All right, look up. Oh, he's a legacy. Both parents went. Welcome aboard. He literally didn't even finish high school. He's got a GED because he's paid for it. Had someone else take it. Oh, welcome aboard. Like, did he take any SATs? Nope, he failed all those. Failed all those. He didn't graduate from high school. Like I said, he didn't even go to school. 
He's, su- he's super rich. He just wasted his life. But he can be admitted into Harvard, Yale, and all these, you know, prestigious universities over qualified African Americans. Let the video continue. Six to seven times more likely to be admitted. And we're not talking about small differences around the edges. There's a clear advantage to these legacy families who tend to be wealthy and white. So what actions do these organizations suing Harvard want the government to take? Well, in their lawsuit, the plaintiffs have called on the U.S. Department of Education to, among other things, investigate Harvard's use of donor and legacy preferences and the resulting unjustified disparate impact and ensure that, moving forward, applicants have no way to identify a familial relationship in the admissions process. I was about to say that. Now, I was looking at a video and saying... No, the, 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 the Supreme Court can't do anything. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can get rid of the fact that Harvard can go back and look and see, oh, this person has donated to this family. This family has donated to Harvard. Let's go ahead and allow this student to come in. Right? No, it'll be completely and early blind. You want black? You want to be colored blind? Then let's make it completely blind then, shall we? Well, you're looking at the individual's education and you're looking at their application maybe a, a thing may write an essay or whatnot you're looking at that and that's it you're not getting any more information than since you can't base it off of race you shouldn't base it off of anything else but their education you can do that you can do that you can literally actually you can literally just get rid of the damn legacy uh Anyway, just say that, you know, basing, uh, in the, you cannot base a person's advocacy off of, you know, familiar basis, right? You have to be a merit-based system. Completely blind, completely merit-based system. You can go with that. Ivan Espinoza Madrigal is the executive director of Lawyers for Civil Rights and is one of the attorneys representing the plaintiffs. He says, quote, we are, why are we rewarding children for privileges and advantages occurred by prior generations? Your family's last name and the size of your bank account are not a measure of merit and should have no bearing on the college admissions process. And look, let's be clear. Legacy admissions are absolutely not only a problem at Harvard. Okay, there are other schools that are using this, although the exact number of schools that use legacy preferences is unknown. But a survey by Inside Higher Ed in 2018 found that 42% of private schools, including most of the nation's elite institutions and 6% of public schools, used the strategy. An Associated Press survey of the nation's most selective colleges last year found that legacy students in the freshman class ranged from 4% to 23%. At four schools, Notre Dame, USC, Cornell, and Dartmouth, legacy students outnumbered black students. So why do elite schools do this? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It's about the money. Supporters of the policy say it builds an alumni community and encourages donations. 
2022 study of an undisclosed college in the Northeast. But it shouldn't be about the money. You're an education. You're, you're an educational system. You should be doing things to promote education. Found that legacy students were more likely to make donations, but at a cost to diversity, the vast majority were white. Unlike these school leaders, the public is overwhelmingly against legacy admissions. In fact, a poll released last year by the Pew Research Center found that an increasing share of the public, a whopping 75%, believe that legacy preferences should not be a factor in who was admitted to college. I mean, for real, it, it should. It's common sense. Should you base educate getting people to get an education off of donations basically if I can pay you money for the school directly the building of a wing no and for these schools just to accept idiotic rich white people because a lot of these kids are dumb as shit a lot seriously a lot of these white kids rich white kids are dumb as shit and don't deserve to be in the schools that they go to. And they use their, you know, name of the school that they graduated from as some type of, you know, merit or power of intelligence or things like that. Like, Elon Musk shot the... the people try to think Elon Musk is smart. He's dumb as shit. Like, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you. Once you become rich, education towards these rich people aren't important. And you can tell they're the dumbest shit. They try to use the fact that they graduated from these Ivy League schools as a way to try to, you know, support their intelligence. When which they don't have it. Elon Musk, I keep bringing him up. He's an idiot. He's a literal fucking idiot. Now, not just saying this because I'm on my ranky-dank podcast. No, I'll say it to his face. No, he's really a fucking idiot. And I can prove it. This dude bought, not only did he overpay for us for Twitter, but okay, that's, that happens all the time. You overpay for everything. There's no such thing as paying the right price for anything. If it ain't free, you overpay for it, right? And the person who's getting, who's losing the item or business or whatever, is, if it's free, you are a sucker. If it's not infinite money, you are a sucker. Because that's how it really goes. On both ends. If the person selling something to you, if you're not getting infinite money from them, you're an idiot. If you're giving someone infinite money for something and you're not getting it for free, you're an idiot. Right? That's how it goes when it, when it comes to actual, you know, when it comes to these contracts, right? Right? So I understand that. We're not going to talk about that. When I'm talking about the fact that because of his idiotic political actions, because he's right wing and a lunatic, he lost $44 billion. $44 billion because of Twitter. And it's about to be killed off depending on how actually good threats is. 
if he faces any more backlash like he's been doing and threats keeps popping up, let's say, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is having to have an opportunity, you know, somebody like Nick Fuentes comes on there and wants to try to spew hatred and he reprimands him, that'd be more than enough to start getting more people to jump the ship from Twitter to threats. something like that happens, then Twitter's going to go the way of MySpace and die out. And he would have paid all that money because, and he just wound up sinking an actual business. Let's talk about Donald Trump. He's the same type of way. He took a functioning airline and sinked it. He's the only fucking retard that can create a casino and lose money. You got to understand how impossible that really is. If I got control of a casino, because don't forget, he didn't just outright build these things. Donald Trump didn't outright build these things already built. He just wanted to take control over them. He had an airline, took it, called Trump Airlines. It's already a function airline. And since he put his name on it, it wasn't going straight to hell. Trump University created a university. That was the one he actually did create. So, hey, maybe he didn't understand about universities and shit like that, but still failed at it. But a lot of ventures he took, he took advantage of functioning companies and drove them into the hole. The UF, uh, USFL uh, or something like that, if I remember it was correct, he wanted to put, get part of the NFL so bad that he wants to get wrapped into a lawsuit that wants up destroying the USFL. <laughs> because he just couldn't keep, he couldn't control himself. The USFL would have been still going strong today. Now I know you're saying my train is back. No, it's not the same. It would have been back. It would have been the same. Do you not know that some of these, a lot of these players that you know know as Hall of Famers came from the USFL, like Jim Kelly from the Buffalo Bills, the quarterback that led the Bills to four straight Super Bowls, came from the USFL. He came from the USFL. Yeah, come on. Come on. And Trump killed it. Because everything he touched dies. Because he couldn't, keep, couldn't get out of his own way because he wanted to have a NFL franchise and the NFL didn't want this retard to be a part of it because they knew that this man is nothing more than a disaster. I'm saying all this to show that all because these rich people go to these schools don't mean that they actually have the education to back it up. That's why when people started talking shit about Barack Obama, I'm like, um, do you not know Barack Obama graduated from Harvard? He's black. So he got there the hard way. Because he didn't have no legacy behind him. Right? It's kind of different. I mean, for real. So yes, I believe they should get rid of legacy admissions as well. If you want to make it merit-based, then make it merit-based. You know, 
take out the names and and don't make sure that these schools can't, you know, find out that their parent went to the school and shit like that. Had be completely blind. You know? Take the name of the student off the damn thing, make it like a lottery then. We have the person's resume right there in front of you, the education. No name, no nothing. Education, where they went, and degrees they got. No, not degrees, but uh, their um, GPAs and everything else like that. And you pick from there. And once you pick them, all right, this person's been... This person's been added. They've been accepted. Then you find out, oh, it's a black person. Oh my god, I can't believe it. We how, we got a black person. How did we how did we get that? Oh, this legacy person didn't get in. What's going on? My mom and dad bought this new wing here. Well, you know you you bought your GED and that was it. I'm rich. Johnson had to go to school. I've just got a associate or somebody to do my homework for me. Well, come on, bro. You, you got to at least try. Right? Things like that. You can just straight outlaw legacy applicants in and of itself. Since it's going to be merit-based and we're going to have to be merit-based, it's going to be merit-based. You can't get in unless you belong to the actual, like you actually had the education to belong in there. That's not that difficult. I mean, seriously, it's not that difficult. And I like that. But a reason why we, it shows that we need somebody who's going to be in there who's going to stack the courts. You need to. You need to be able to say, you know, we're going to stack the courts. We're going to make it to the point where judges have, you know, they're no longer based on a lifetime appointment. They have some time period in which they're going to be, you know, have to be reevaluated. They're going to be voted upon by the American people. Their political leanings will be showcased, meaning if you are a one of a person who is appointed or wants to be appointed by a Republican, guess what? You're going to be put up there as Republican. If you're a Democrat, you be put up there as Democrat. And see what happens. Isn't that not what conservatives want anyway? I mean, for real. It should be, right? They should want to have where the people vote on it, correct? Now I do know they don't want that shit. Yeah, they don't want it. They they don't like people to vote because they know that the country is overwhelmingly democratic and they hate that shit. Because they don't want people to vote. They don't want people to have rights. They only want rights for rich people. 
right? That's why they're trying to have corporations be able to vote. Like corporations are individuals. Like they're not even real people, man. They're just corporations. Right? They're entity, not a individual. They're made up of a bunch of different individuals. But yeah, as you can hear, it's a good thing that they're trying to press this lawsuit. They should definitely try to go out there and press this thing, make sure they have an opportunity. Just try to fight it. The main thing we need to worry about doing is voting. Yes, voting. When we vote, we vote the right people in, and this leads to people be able to do the right thing. Maybe you might get a person. Now, again, 2024, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have Biden anyway, so we're not going like, to like we to vote for anybody then. But directly after that, when he's done this, you know, term, second term, you might be able to get someone who's actually more progressive. And then we can get someone who will be able to say, hey, you know, yes, I am going to stack the courts. Because the courts have been stacked against us. So we're going to stack the courts so it can be more balanced. You see? Because we got a lot of conservatives because it keeps having those 6-3 rulings. Right? Every ruling so far and going to be from here on out until it's changed will be a 6-3 ruling. That doesn't seem kind of weird. Why? Because all six of those individuals are appointed by Republicans. All the other three are voted by Democrats. So it's broken down by party lines. So it's going to be broken down party lines and I had to write the stack of courts. Yes, I'm definitely I'm still trying to look to uh, try to run for office. I'm going to look into that again. Uh, the idea, I think it's uh, run for something. I think it's called. That's what the little committee is. I'm going to look into that and I'm going to take that up and try to, of course, you know, run for office. I'm going to figure out which one it is and run for office. I need the money anyway. You know, it's definitely a better thing, and I can actually do something that has some actual, you know effect on things. If I can run for something that's here that's even vacant, I'll do it. You know, run for something here that's vacant, I'll take the job and do it. Then I can use that and push that to being something more like um, gain a little bit more like maybe a senator or a house representative or something dumb dumb like that and I can try to push that to also become president eventually if that's possible. Because hell yeah. I'll tell you straight up. Yes, I'm going to pack the Supreme Court. The Democrats should be able to pack the Supreme Court to make it more balanced. The Republicans already did it. It's a 6-3 leaning. Like, I will say it the quiet part out loud. We don't have to ask Clarence Thomas about his opinion and rulings. We just need to ask Harlan Crow. The man pays for all his lavish trips and everything else like that, and even his mom house his mom's living in. How you think that's not gonna affect the person? When if I dare utter the ideology of voting against what you want me to, 
You can literally evict my mom from her house. And all these lavish gifts and things like that are just because he's best friends, not because of the fact he wants to own this individual. Yeah. I doubt that. So, no, I don't care that, you know, I said that. Why, it's going to hurt his feelings? I don't care. It's the truth. Truth hurts. Same thing with Justice Alito. Owned by rich people. We keep finding out that a bunch of rich billionaire conservatives are buying judges. And we just want to act like that's not a problem. We have a person also there who we don't have to worry about asking her opinion. We need to ask her husband because that's what her religious her religion says. Her husband makes the ruling. Okay, I just need to ask her husband how she's gonna rule. Like, do you understand that's the that's the problem we're up against with the 6-3 lean. So if I pack the course, it's gonna put more more justice into it anyway. So we can actually have actual realistic ideology and rulings coming from these individuals. Allowing us to be able to have abortion. Protection for abortions. So 10-year-old children don't get raped and molested and have to travel across state lines in order to get an abortion. Because, oh my God, some idiot conservative believed that six weeks that that's a heart there when it's nothing but a bunch of fucking cells. Yes, we should have protection for that. That's idiotic. There, there's these heartbeat bills. You can't even prove there's a heart even there. We just recorded electrical activity from the clump of cells. They scream all about, oh, nine months abortions, nine months abortions, directly when the baby is out. Can you prove that even happened before you open your idiotic mouths? Of course they don't, because they're stupid. And they know that their people who support them and vote for them are just as dumb as they are. Ron DeSantis, a fucking retard. He's an idiot who believes in there's a heartbeat in six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. That's not even two months. Right? That's not even, what, two, three months, Bailey? Basically? It's barely enough time to reconcile anything. You have slightly more time than some vacation? You realize you've been pregnant? What? That sounds stupid. Who be for that? People who don't have to worry about getting abortions here in America. Or, like I said before, who can still get abortions regardless if it's illegal or not. Rich people, by the way. Politicians, by the way. I know this bores me mostly about affirmative action being gone and the whole thing dealing with legacy emissions, but this is showing that 
a lot of this stuff is connected. That's why we need to have somebody there that's going to say, yes, I'm going to pack the Supreme Courts. You know, not just the Supreme Courts. I'm going to do more things than that. I'm going to make sure that, you know, now your political leanings for these judges are going to be out there. And no longer will it be just made on an appointment basis. It's going to be voted upon. No, not voted upon by your specific state either. I'm talking about overall general elections will be where you be able to select courts and judges. Not just in your state, but in others. Because judges in other states can affect other people in other states. Let's talk about Donald Trump. He's being tried in Florida. Which is going to have a heavily, you know, conservative Republican leaning, right? Which should It shouldn't matter if you got a bunch of racist white people down there. The judge should be neutral. Might be saying trade, but if you they're gonna be neutral. They're gonna think about the science behind it. Not just gonna be because oh my my version of religion says I should be able to tell you not to be able to have an abortion. Because the babies that I really don't give a shit about because if I did you know, have a lot of different things, of course, already talked about in multiple damn, you know, podcasts like increasing the minimum wage, universal basic income, things like that, affirmative action. A lot of these progressive ideas I'll be for if I actually gave a shit about the children, right? But of course, Republicans don't, conservatives don't, they really don't. They'll put these, you know, religious leaders to the test and actually allow for them to be put in jail for crimes they committed. Instead of protecting these, you know, religious organizations who cover up actual acts of child molestation. Right? Simple shit. But they don't do that. Anyway, this is going to be where I finally stop rambling on. You know, I like to do that sometimes and try to yeah. show you how everything's connected. It's usual. But hey, yeah, I'm going to be getting married soon. That's another thing. So I'm going to do a podcast. Me and my fiance are going to do a podcast. Maybe even a live stream because I haven't done that in a long time. But, you know, keep a lookout on threads from one because I'm doing that now. Not just the Facebook page, but my actual thread, like I told you beforehand. It's Trey, T-R-A-E underscore Fields, F-I-E-L-D-S, two. That's the number two. Right? You search that on threads, you'll be able to find me. Right? So I'll be posting that a lot on there. Definitely on there a lot. You know, trying to get footing in on there. 
this is new. I want to keep posting my podcast out there. Maybe I can get some new eyes on it. And of course, I'll still be on the Facebook page, so you can also go to the Nassau Common Sense Facebook page, and I'll be posting this up there directly when it's available as well. But anyway, this is going to be where I end the podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course, share the podcast. Give me a five-star rating. My podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The link to my support is available there as well. As low as a dollar a month is definitely beneficial. Of course, again, like I said, I got a new Threads account. That's T-R-A-E underscore F-I-E-L-D-S. The number two. You can search that on there. And you can, you know, follow me. And keep up with the podcast. And of course, again, I still also have the Not So Common Sense podcast Facebook page as well. Anyway, later guys.